morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Yes, indeed. And we're still quarantined. Yes, we are. Hopefully you guys had a, gr- a great weekend. I had a good weekend. The weather was nice on this side. It was like, uh, I think, 75 on Friday, on Saturday, 75 on Sunday. And today's supposed to be another beautiful day. So I really enjoyed it. Hell yeah, they had a good weekend. All these uh, anti-social distances was out and about. They was in the parks. They was at the beaches. They was just out living their life like it's golden. Living their life with corona. Living their life with corona. It wasn't st- letting a little virus stop a good time this weekend. It was out. Yeah, yeah, it was out. I, this weekend was, uh, you know, we're supposed to be in Jamaica this weekend for my Casey Crew retreat. So, um, of course, we couldn't be here because of Corona. So we actually had a party at the office, and uh, we kind of did a whole Jamaican set, and we rocked like two, three hours on Saturday. It was great, man. So shout out to everybody that came through. We just played vibes and just had a good time, man. Really, really great night. Had a great night. Now, now yeah, you I check saw everybody's you had DJ Norio. I saw you had DJ Nori over there DJing. Yeah, Nori was there. Everybody else was... Nori's uh, temperature? Yeah, no, we didn't check Nori's temperature, but everybody else... Did you check Nori's temperature? No, I didn't check check Nori's temperature, but he's been quarantined, and uh, everybody else was just my assistant who's been with me regardless, and me and the wife, and that was pretty much it. So it was only four of us. It wasn't like it was a a group of people. It was four of us, and we just rocked Mm. out. So it was a good time, really, really good time. Nice. That's what's happening. What you guys I went to um, Saturday morning because it was finally nice. I got up at like 7 in the morning, and I went to the park to go for a little jog just because I wanted to go early before it got even more crowded. And then when I was uh, coming back home later on that day, it was so many people outside in Brooklyn, you would have thought that nothing was going on. I was like, goodness. There was people uh, everywhere, like I'm crowded around. They don't care. They throwing caution to the wind. You know what I mean? Like, listen, don't be the first person across the hill, okay? Wait and see what happens. Can you wait a couple of weeks? Just let everybody else go out and see what happens first before y'all just jump back out there. Is it that serious? Because you really was doing nothing. The majority of people did have on masks, but I think people just wanted to go outside, but it was just a lot. I was like, all right, I'm going to just stay in the house after that. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, especially in New York, New Jersey, I think they lost control because people were just out and about. I mean, it didn't matter. They let people out. I seen people wearing masks. I seen people not wearing masks. People were at the parks. I was like, people are out. They're like, F this. It's 75 degrees. We're tired. And they were out. I, and like, like you said, Charlamagne, nah, I'm good. I'm going to let y'all be the first to be outside. I'm, I'm, I'm still inside. Yeah, not just New York and New Jersey, though. Atlanta was having a good old time. Atlanta no, was really? Really? Atlanta was having a Ball this weekend. They was really living their life with Corona. Living their life with Corona. Matter of fact, salute to everybody uh, in Atlanta. We're on a new station in Atlanta this morning, right? That's right. 105.3 The Beat. 105.3 The Beat. Mm-hmm. That's right. Drop on the clues bomb for the ATL. They put us on a, a better signal in Atlanta. Yes, so I you can we, actually I hear us. Doing... Yeah, exactly. I guess we're doing all right out here in these streets. Yeah, 
people said the other station, they really couldn't hear us. They said the signal was kind of weak. So we got a bigger and better signal. So 105.3 to beat Atlanta, home of the Breakfast Club and hip-hop and R&B. Now let's get the show cracking. Front page news, yeah, what Atlanta, are we talking about? Uh, uh, Atlanta, I'm sorry we got to meet like this, you know, in these yeah. conditions. You know what I mean? I'm sorry this is how it has to begin, but we got to start somewhere, right? Yes, yes, we do. Now, now what are we doing? Front page news, what are we talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about some things that were going on over the weekend, some things in Atlanta and in Michigan and in New York City. All right. We'll oh, get into also, that. Also, too, man, we got a special guest this morning, man. I'm mean, If you're a fan of uh, books like The Four Agreements and The Fifth Agreement and The Mastery of Love and The Voice of Knowledge, Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of those books, will be joining us this morning. All right. Yes. We'll get the show cracking front page news when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start off with talking about these loans, the Paycheck Protection Program that businesses got. And right now, they are opening an investigation into companies that applied for emergency loans under that program. And so what they're going to do is check out the paperwork that has been filed and make sure they investigate these small business owners who have applied and received those funds. They should definitely take it as a cause of concern if they have applied for that. And again, this is for companies with fewer than 500 employees. And these are forgivable loans that cover two months of payroll and other expenses. If the uncertainty of economic conditions as of the date of the application makes necessary, the loan request to support the ongoing operations of the recipient. So some businesses have already returned these loans. More than 20 public companies like Hallmark and Ruth Chris and so forth has said they were returning those loans as well. I'm surprised That's they right, even man. filled out that paperwork to get that money. A, a company as big as Hallmark and like the Lakers and I'm just really, really surprised they, they filled out that paperwork. Yeah, I don't well, understand the logic. If you have under 500 employees, you can, but it's supposed to be for companies that need it, not just because Correct. you can't apply. All right, now the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, has slammed the stay-at-home order protesters. These protesters have been going outside with Confederate flags, with nooses and other racist signs that were not representative of who we are today. And so she said that it was the worst racism in awful parts of U.S. history that some of these protesters were displaying. These are the same people who Donald Trump uh, said that she should negotiate with them. He had said in a tweet, the governor of Michigan should give a little and put out the fire. These are very good people, but they are angry. They want their lives back safely. See them, talk to them, make a deal. Now, Trump's not going to piss off his base. He knows no. where his bread is buttered at, goddammit. He knows where his white bread is buttered. Okay, with those kind of white people. That governor's uh, in the running for uh, vice president, too, by the way. All right, now, in Texas, movie theaters are set to reopen with airport security-style check-in. So the company does plan to open theaters on today, and patrons will be required to go through an airport security-style check-in. They'll enter through a, a roped-off area and be asked if anyone in their household has exhibited flu-like symptoms within the past 14 days. Then they'll also implement temperature screenings, and if you have a temperature higher than 100.4 degrees, they will not let you in. In Atlanta, crowds out? gathered... Yeah. Like, like, what are the movies out? Like, what are the movies that would make you get up and go, uh, you know, you sitting in the house, you're like, I can't wait to go catch that corona for this movie. Like, what movies came out? I can't think of none. No, All right, in Atlanta, crowds have gathered to buy those Air Jordans. They wanted to get those Jordan 5s. So That was crazy. Yeah, I saw those videos at Greenbrier Mall. People were lined up trying to get them. Feels yeah, very I would never understand that. 
I would never understand it because it's like they release the same sneaker every year or every other year, and it's still commotion and pandemonium behind them. Like, do y'all run through y'all pair of sneakers that fast in 365 days or every couple years? When is it every couple years, Envy? It's every couple of years. Like, some certain sneakers is every four years or every five years, but these are the classics, especially since the last dance is on. It makes people want them, want the sneakers even more, but is it worth? I'm surprised they even released it. Like, that's surprising. Maybe I would have released it just online. But to release it in a store where you know people are going to go to, like, that's crazy for the yeah, store. Yeah. Everybody just got their $1,200 check a couple weeks ago, too. Why not? I'm opening up, baby. I just want to know, is it a different? It's got to be a different Jordan every year, no. right? Of course. Yeah, it's oh, a different so Jordan every year. Yeah, no, it's a different Jordan yeah. every year. It's a different, maybe maybe the, the white and red fives. I know they're doing the grapes coming up in a little bit, or the concords come out usually Christmas time. So it's different Jordans, but every couple of years they do a re-release. I got some fives right. upstairs right now. Okay, I don't know and, when I bought them, but I got them. And in Missouri, they're saying people will be allowed to go to concerts as of next week. They're going to start live events again. What? Uh, well, yeah, as, actually, as early as today. So what you mean live plan. events like concerts? Yeah. Oh, they don't give f about people now. Now, now right. it's, it's time for y'all to come. The jig is up. Time to tell y'all this was all a hoax. It's time, for, it's time for them to just go ahead and reveal to us that this was all a hoax because y'all just acting like two weeks ago everybody was dying, the sky was falling, chicken little, and now everything is just, hey, okay, guys, we're going to get concerts back in Missouri. That's where all the artists going to go. They're going to be doing shows in Missouri yep. for the next six months. That is crazy. Right. All right, guys. All right, well, that is your front page news. Now, I just want to tell you, remember on Friday, I think it was Thursday or Friday, and I said it's strange how they gave all the people at the barbershop them summonses and at that funeral in Brooklyn, there was 2,500 people and nothing happened. No summons, no nothing. It was all good. They, they treat us differently when they talk about the social distancing. I, like, I've been watching the news all weekend long, and to see them officers rough them dudes up for allegedly social distancing. But then I look at the park, and them parks are crowded, people on top of each other. Like, this, there's a difference the way they treat us. I, that's what I was saying yeah, on but, Thursday. But, uh, well well, I will say, though, that uh, the video that I saw circulating yesterday, damn, I'm going to pull up the guy's name in a minute, the officer. Um, he, he's he got a history, though. He's yeah. got a history of, of, of roughing people up in a real, real way. So I can't let that... I mean, listen, we know the police aren't, aren't, aren't the best, but we, we can't let one bad apple really, really spoil the bunch. He really got a history of roughing people up. Now, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying the same way you treat white people and other people when they're having their funerals, you got to treat us the same way. Just don't move out the way. Just that and the other. I'm, I'm seeing them giving out masks to people and being polite and nice. Yeah, that was what, crazy. What's, what's the difference? What, what's the difference with people, right? Uh, they're people. white. Duh. They're white and wear black. You know All that. Right. Come on now. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, got his name. The yeah. Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, Hey. How you doing, boo? Oh, I didn't even know that was Chad. What's Chad? How are you? And my condolences, Chad, man. I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. Uh, th 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 thank you so much. Thank you so much. What's going on, Char? How are you? What up, sis? What'd you lose? Um... I don't, I don't think I ever took, you know, like the last month and a half, I kind of been like battling. Um, my, my grandfather went into the hospital about a month and a half ago. Um, just randomly, they said that they, they had to take his leg away. So they had amputated Damn. his leg about a month and a half ago. And um, he came home last Friday. We went all up, we did like a social distancing thing for him and went over there, welcomed him home. And 
on Tuesday, he went back to the hospital. And on Saturday, he passed away, man. I'm sorry to hear that, my brother. Oh, Trev, um, I'm sorry. But he's a man of God, though, man. And um, uh, I'm not as sad as I was. I was. I just know, I know he in heaven. And uh, he was like a bishop in the Church of God in Christ. And he like real his his story is just amazing, man. He like real life went from like the streets of Philadelphia to like turn into a bishop, man. So only thing that is like the worst about it is that he, for to be such a people person, um, he passed away by himself, man. And like nobody was able to go in there. So well, he had to he, did he, did he get diagnosed with Corona or something or. Uh, is that what Travis was calling up here for? We just took him down a dark road for no reason. Well, I saw him posting about it this weekend, so I'm sure it's still on his mind. This was just on Saturday. Yeah. Damn. Hello, who's no, this? Yo, this is Mark calling out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Envy, Solomon, Guy, Angela Yee, what's going on? What's this up, Mark man. 704? What's happening? Yes, sir. Right here, your neighbor right there in South Carolina, man. Uh, good morning yes, sir. to y'all. Good morning, definitely. Um, I want to say real quick, um, Charlemagne, man, I much respect you. Uh, Angela Yee, lip service, everything y'all got going on. Envy, I was watching you on your live this weekend. That was dope. Created a, a dope vibe. I really like it. Um, but what I wanted to call in specifically about is about the reopening, kind of like what you guys were saying earlier, is um, if we really going to flatten this curve, like we've been talking about it the longest time. For us to just open back up, uh, like we still get un like reported new amounts of cases. Like New York, I think had another reported, uh, I mean another record number of uh, of deaths and of new cases. Like it's it's really gonna get worse, of course, before it gets better. But I still think that we could, you know, just like Charlemagne has just been saying the whole time, like wait till the end of May. You know what I'm saying? That will flatten the curve out a lot more before we actually start to go back to life as normal because it's not really going to be life as normal. I just think that people are so worried about the economy, which can bounce back. We're the most resilient country in the world. Like we'll be able to bounce back. I just think people are kind of moving a little too soon with it. Yeah. I mean, during the middle of April, the curve started to flatten. Um, and you know, I think I read something yesterday that it was like this, an uneven curve flattening now. And you, know, you read around the world, Australia is flattening their curve. They say Europe countries are flattening the curve. So it's just like, yo, wait a minute. Like, now you're starting to get somewhere. Don't don't just go out there and you know reduce a month's work of uh flattening. How, how long have we been down? Like a month? Longer? Yeah. I don't remember. At least. At least. And then uh like I've been following Dr. Fauci. I listen to you guys every morning, yo. Um, and I've been following Dr. Fauci ever since he's been on you guys' show. Um, and even Dr. Fauci talking about later this uh, you know, during the fall that it's gonna come back even worse. And I don't know, it's still like a, a, a an extreme case of uncertainty uh, because I heard you guys were talking about the new six symptoms and, and all that. And it's just, it's still it's still kind of up in the air to me. Uh, I see people are taking like really good measures to stop it and everything, but it's still it's still a little little funky. I'm just hoping that in in due time we'll we'll kill it all. But then what what happens in December, November, October once it starts getting cold again? Is it gonna hit yeah. really as hard? 
I mean, we don't know. Well, they, the they acting like they, yeah, they acting like they prepared for it. Last week, Time Magazine put out an article with the headline, the U.S. is flattening the curve. Next up is squashing it. Uh, and that's not going well. That is the head, That was the actual headline. So, Yeah, the problem is we don't know, and, and that's the whole thing. I want people to, to realize that, you know, when you're going out to get that little fresher air, to, to hang out with your friends, you should just wait a little bit, man. They still going to be up. here in, in, in a couple of weeks. Let's see what happens first. Maybe. will be the first. Not if you get them sick and die. Yeah. Just because you yeah, want to go out there and get some of that. And by the way, ain't no such thing as fresh corona air. Okay? Nope. <laughs> if, you're around a bunch of, if you're around a bunch of people, it's fresh corona air. All right? Mm-hmm. Find some other way to get some fresh air. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, Jimmy. What's going on? Good morning. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Oh, man. What happened? What's going on with black folks, like I said earlier? Um, It's sad, man, how we... What? We're getting treated so it's, it's so sad that we're getting treated so bad by everywhere we turn our black folks and new york city everywhere else you know the police beating us up you know we get we need to start getting together man and then and, and, and unite and then fight and fight against this what we're going through man that's all i gotta say man because i've, I've been through i experienced it too so it, it's sad it's sad that we we, we we can't understand that and unite and get together and and counter attack what, what, what we're facing right now you know and every yeah, I'll, I'll... we get that we get the bad thing of it I don't know if y'all saw that video uh, that happened yesterday. What was that? Uptown? I think it was Uptown, New York. Officer Francisco Garcia. Francisco Garcia. You are famous right now for all the wrong reasons. Uh, okay? He shouldn't be on the police force. There's no need for that. He makes it bad for every other police officer. Double donkey. Double donkey of the day for him, man. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? You got a sore speakerphone. We can't hear you, brother. Okay, hold on, brother. Hello? Hey, what's your name, bro? Your phone sounds so trash. I don't know if you got us on Bluetooth or what it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He did the old. Got hold on, I fixed it, and then he ain't really fixed it. Yeah, he blowing on it like an old Nintendo game. Yo, yo. Hello? Yeah, I'm back. Man. No, your Bluetooth sucks. What's Ball up, bro? Tomorrow? Get it off your chest. Yeah, I just want to uh, say about the coronavirus, man. I think they should... Open up with ease, that's all. Okay. I agree with I agree. you. All right, man. That man was waiting all that time, fixing his Bluetooth uh, to say that, man. That get man it had off to get chest. out when he had to get out. You right. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, you, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to be talking about Young Money Radio. Lil Wayne and Drake were on together Friday, and we'll give you some highlights. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. So R. Kelly is begging to be released from prison. He said he's fat and diabetic and he has high blood pressure. He also says that he's not a flight risk because the airports are completely deserted and that he will not tamper with the witnesses. And according to... 
you know, the judge, listen, his past behavior shows that that could potentially happen. But R. Kelly is responding, saying that he is unlikely to do that. One of the alleged Jane Doe's until recently was his girlfriend. And although completely out of the norm, even though she was a supposed victim, she was regularly allowed to visit him while he was in jail and correspond with him. It appears that during the approximately six months, she regularly visited him. She also corresponded via letters, shared emails and spoke daily on the phone. And he never did a single thing to obstruct justice. Justice. Should R. Kelly get a bill? No. I mean, you, 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 are, you are innocent until proven guilty, right? Didn't, didn't Harvey Weinstein get a bill at one point? Should, should he get a bill while he's awaiting trial? No. Didn't we see the video? Didn't we see the video of him with a younger girl? Or was that old well, that he already well, was I mean, tried well, for that? Well, yeah, he, he beat that charge already. These are, these are new allegations. These new yeah, should he, should, should he get a bell? He's offering to wear a monitoring device. He's offering to not have a cell phone and all no. of those things. No, it's too, many, it's too many women that said he's done this, and you don't want to put somebody back out there that can do this possibly again, especially in a time like this where people are quarantined. And you know, you, I wouldn't want to see him back out there. No. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got a very extensive history, and I think that's what's, uh, that's what's causing him not, to, to actually not get a bell. All right, now, Drake and Lil Wayne, they were on Lil Wayne's Young Money Radio on Apple Music, and Drake talked about a lot of different things, including why he shared those photos of his son, Adonis. It was great to just, you know, share that with the world, and I just felt like it, it, it wasn't even anything I, I talked to anybody about or anything I planned. I just woke up one morning, and I was like, you know what? This is just something that, that I want to do. Um, I want to be able to, to go places with my, my son and share memories with my son. I don't want to feel like just because... Uh, of a life choice I made to be quote unquote celebrity that mm -hmm. I gotta like make everybody live under this blanket. A so, way, exactly. And you know, I've watched you be a functioning rap father for years, an incredible <laughs> father, you know, Thank and you. Um, that gave me a lot of confidence. All right, that's a good reference for him to see little Wayne openly out with his children all the time, being a good dad. So he wanted to have those experiences and not just feel trapped because mm -hmm. you're a celebrity. Now, little Wayne you, also. You, you, you should get in front of it when you. I guess when you somebody like Drake, because you know if people had never seen the little boy before, first time he pop out with him, every camera in the world would have been surrounding Drake. I mean, they're still gonna be surrounding him anyway. But I mean, yeah, I guess it's one of the things he wants to be a dad. He wants to take his kids, you know, take his son wherever he wants to go, and not be a surprise. He wants to be a model father. All right, Drake and Lil Wayne also talked about that time they were on the tour bus, and Kobe Bryant came on the bus. Listen to this. And the next thing I know, Kobe Bryant. Walks yeah, on the man. bus. And you were like, yo, and he came to pick up an iPod, because at the time, that's how we gave the after music, music was yeah. on, on yeah. iPods. And, exactly. And, uh, yeah, you, uh, and you ran the album, and you, you know, you, you played, you played more than, more than, more than one song, for sure, but of course you played Lollipop, and at that point, I was most in awe of the album, because I knew it was about to happen, but, you know, just to be in that moment, with you and him and and just, yeah yeah exactly. I mean it was it was it was it was out of, it was out of body man pictures are didn't happen that was before social media that was the right that was before you put everything on a uh, camera I'm sure they got a picture of that somewhere though and you know last year Drake talked about having a more strained relationship with Kobe after his day scheming a shooting in the gym line right but he did apologize to them numerous times he said and they did move past it.
All right. Another thing they discussed was getting back in the studio together. It looks like the two of them are planning to work together soon. So that's, uh, you know, Drake said he vows to send Wayne at least two joints by next week. So we'll see what music is going to come out of that. He said by next week. By next week, man. He said at least two by next week. Give them some time. Just two, Drake. Come on. That's the guy who put you on. He put you in the game. I need more than two. I want the whole beat pack. All right? Come on. Two? He said... He said he'll be in the studio all weekend, and by midweek or maybe even tonight, you'll have at least two, at least two joints. There you go. They're gonna do Tucci. They're gonna, they gonna do, just don't do no Tucci slide, okay? I don't want to hit no Tucci slide with you and uh, Wayne, okay? <laughs> Tucci. What, what do you right. call Wayne? Tucci. 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 Yeah, I don't want to hit no Tucci slide with you and Wayne. Tucci okay? slide would be dope. No, it wouldn't. All right, Stop. Vanessa Bryan was honoring her daughter Gigi on her birthday. She did a very touching Instagram tribute. It would have been her 14th birthday. She said, Happy 14th birthday to my sweet baby girl, Gianna. Mommy loves you more than I can ever show you. You are part of my soul forever. I miss you so much every day. I wish I could wake up and have you here with me. I miss your smile, your hugs, and your giggles. I miss everything about you, Gigi. I love you so much. She also said that Gianna loved to wear a red bow in all of her school pictures. So she asked for people to to consider wearing red, capturing an act of kindness, and then show how you will play Gigi's way since she always gave everything she did her all and led with kindness. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Very sad. Uh, that is something I would never be able to wrap my head around. Um, and, you know, honestly, I can wrap my head around it, but you just don't want to deal with the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is things like that happen, and that's just what it is. You are all living to die, and you don't know when your time is going to come. And it's just sad that that young woman's time came so quickly. All right, Kodak Black is reportedly getting beaten and was beaten by seven guards while in jail. Now, it came from the information came from Kodak's Instagram page. His lawyer was notified of the beating and is reaching out for an investigation. He said, we just heard from fellow inmates at Max Penitentiary, Big Sandy, Kentucky. In regards to Kodak Black treatment, he couldn't call himself as he has not allowed phone or visitation for six months as punishment for the incident in Miami. Even though that has been the case since September, they refused to give him credit for that time. He goes on to say that they struck him in the head repeatedly with a metal object. Then um, after one of the guards flicked his genitals and said, you're not so gangster now. You're going to need bigger to survive. We have notified his counsel and he advised he will be asking for a full investigation. Okay, two things here. Number one, uh, good luck getting justice um, from, from, from cops assaulting Kodak Black in jail because we can hardly get that for folks out here on the street. And number two, what do you mean flicked his genitals? Took a picture. Huh? You said what? Took a picture of his genitals? They said you need bigger. I don't know. He took a picture, or you did say, he like just grab it? Flick. flick. When you say flick, I meant like I thought you meant like hit it with his finger or something. No, like. I thought he like you know how you grab like I oh, grab I my. Know. That's what I thought. No, that's a grab. A flick is a like a flick of the wrist. You know what I mean? Like a like a. Stop! I mean, you making me uncomfortable. Stop! Stop! Can you see stop. me? Oh, y'all can, can see me on remote. I can like see you. I can flick. see you. Stop! Stop flicking me. Angela, you said they took a picture. What? I said I thought flicked man. No, I don't think it. No, no, that wasn't no picture. They didn't take a picture of his genitals. Well, we are trying to figure out what happened. What do you mean, flick of the b**** and why? Why? Why was his pants just down? Yo, shut up, man. No, seriously. Why was why was Kodak? Why was his b**** exposed where a cop could just flick his b**** What happened? What's going on here in Kentucky, bro? Well, clearly, if they were beating him up and pretty badly, I don't know what was happening, but mm. yeah, I guess they flicked him in his genitals. Oh, great. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? 
Uh, we are going to be talking about what's happening all over the United States, what places are opening back up, what places are protesting. We'll give you some details. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting with, Yee? Well, let's start with everything that's been going on over the weekend. You know, 30 states have started easing some social distancing restrictions. That easing goes from simply opening up state parks to allowing certain businesses to even restart. Uh, Donald Trump is saying that a coronavirus vaccine could be ready by the end of 2020. Dr. Anthony Fauci had said last month he thought it was within the realm of possibility that millions of vaccines could be ready by January. So we shall see what happens in the meantime. They are getting that remdesivir ready, which will help you if you do get diagnosed with coronavirus Mm-hmm. to actually make it uh, not last as long. And Donald Trump is continuing to talk about hydroxychloroquine as well. That lets you know that um, they can come up with these cures if they want to come up with these cures, you know what I'm saying? But the money is clearly in the treatment, right? But being that this uh, particular disease has tanked the economy so bad, they know they got to get a vaccine out here in these streets to make you people so? feel comfortable. To, hell well, I yeah, think to go out there and spend that money. They're talking about a second wave coming, so you want to be prepared by having that ready. And obviously, like Dr. Fauci said when he was on The Breakfast Club, it takes a while to come up with the vaccine with all the testing that they have yeah, to do. Yeah, a while, not January. <laughs> A while means. So you think they have the cure and vaccine for diseases like HIV, AIDS, or even some some sorts of cancer? I mean, I can't confirm that in any way, shape, or form, but I do know that there's more money in treatments than it is in cures. And they damn sure uh, have found the so-called vaccine for this one very, very, very fast, which is not not the norm. Yet, and like they said before, that's according to if everything goes according to plan, which rarely does it really happen. But clearly, this is something that we need to make sure we get under control as best well, as I'm possible. Treat that, I'm gonna treat that vaccine the same way I treat, uh, uh, you know, uh, going outside. You first, okay? Y'all first, and then we we'll see what happens. I don't be getting flu shots like that neither, though. I've never gotten a flu shot. I don't think I've ever gotten one either. The kids get flu shots, though, right? Or no. I mean, they, they get shots to. to go back to school. They don't have to get the flu shot, but I've never first gotten the flu shot. Flu shots are optional. Yeah, now my kids get the flu shots. I give them the flu shots just to be safe. All right. Now, in Missouri, people will be allowed to go to concerts as of today. So we'll see if they really are going to do that. And what concert? they'll have to keep social distancing in mind. So it'll have to be, of course, the six feet apart from each other and things like that. Now, some venues Who's like performing? Blue Note will not reopen. I I don't know, but some venues are choosing to, you know, do that. I don't know who's going to do it yet, and I don't know if people are going to want to go out yet, so I don't even know if it's worth it. I mean, you see how many people are outside, so there are some people that are going to be going to some of these concerts. I even seen in South Korea, they were doing, like, a huge concert, but you got to think these venue halls are losing money, too. They can't, you know, they're stuck. They can't make money, so I'm sure they're going to try. They're going to put their toe in the water to see how hot it is. They're going to try it. South Korea is a li- uh, ahead of the curve uh, on, on the U.S., though, when it comes to controlling the coronavirus, though. They kind of got a control on it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. In Atlanta, they had a kind of a fast and furious-looking situation. I don't know if you guys saw this video that Big Tigger put up, but there were a lot of people congregating outside to watch some race cars, quads, dirt bikes, all of that, do donuts and do a, some type of show outside. Now, Big Tigger said... Good morning and happy Sunday. This is alarming and disappointing on so many levels, and we got to do better. Waka Flocka, in the meantime, posted, why people mad at others for going outside? Shut the F up. 
So um, that was everybody in Atlanta going out to get some of that fresh Corona air and Flocka. The reason people are upset because those people may go out there, uh, you know, get, get, contract the coronavirus and then bring it back to the people that we love or bring it back to the elders in their family or bring it back to people that have underlying conditions. You know, sometimes you have to sacrifice things to look out for the rest of society. And those folks in ATL did not do that going out to get some of that fresh Corona air this weekend. All right, and at Club Onyx in Houston, that club was raided after the club opened back up to customers on Friday morning. They're trying to decide, is this a restaurant or a club? The owner is saying that he opened as a restaurant and he's using just the restaurant part of it. But adult entertainment venues are not on the list of businesses allowed to reopen. Restaurants are. So they said, you know, Club Onyx. I ain't gonna front. That's a tough one, though, because it is a restaurant. They sell food there and they sell drinks, right? With titties out. With titties out. I don't know. I wasn't there. But even if they were, no, nope. it's, it's, it's a it's food. They're selling food. You're not selling. You're not selling women. You're buying chicken and and, and drinks. Nope. If there's areola out, <laughs> you're violating. Okay. If their ass cheeks out, I don't know. Huh? Well, they the had money chicken. being thrown in. Was they making it rain? They had thighs and legs and breasts. No. Nope. If y'all, if there was some thighs, legs, and breasts with no clothes on, and there was money, it was raining. Some money. They violating. God damn it. Okay. Right, I would say as long as you are only serving food and there's no entertainment, then that would make sense. But they're saying they had the proper out. permits. Let me see the video. All right. Well, that is your front page news. <laughs> I need to see the video to come to a proper conclusion. <laughs> come to a conclusion about this situation. My goodness. All right. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now, when we come back, 800-585-1051, we're asking, is there anything worth going out right now during this pandemic? You mean to tell me if we wanted to be if we wanted to be socially irresponsible, if we wanted to violate yes. some social distancing rules, if we wanted to throw costs into the wind and not give a damn about anybody else's life, is there yes. something worth coming out for? Is there something yes, there worth is. going out for? Oh, oh, let me let me let me hear this. You better not say a damn barber. Let me hear this, because I see you you brushing your little beard. 800 585 1051 You got a little peach fuzz on your on your little chin I, and you brushing it. I, I wasn't gonna say a barber. What I was gonna say was person who cuts your hair. That would be a risk I would take. That would okay. be a risk you would take? Yes. I really need to go see a person who cuts your hair. My goodness. Okay. Yee, is there anything worth going out for right now? I think just the only reasons I have been, like, to go to the supermarket, and you do need to get some air at some point, so that, but I don't want to sit down in a restaurant right now. I don't want to go to a club. I don't feel, I'm okay not getting my nails done, not getting my <sighs> hair done. I want a fresh baldy and shave. Okay, nah, so it, ain't, All right. it ain't nothing worth going out for me. Like it's, it's uh, my wife cuts my hair, so I ain't got to worry about that. She just did the line on the side too. It's, it's actually pretty good. But um, she did my. I'm one of those brothers. I'm one of those brothers whose mine. father never never taught him how to shave, and I never learned. I never learned how to you know give myself a baldy and cut my shave my own face. So yes, I go to the barber shop to get clean, and I'm at the point where I'm using beard butter in my beard. You know, I was applying Monistat 7 and Jamaican cast oil to the thin parts of my hair this weekend. Did that work? Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know yet. I haven't seen the results. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. My hair doesn't, I don't know. But maybe when my edges come back, I'll let you know. Okay. So I'm just saying, that's where we at with this thing called life. And I would definitely take the risk of uh, going to the barbershop. Nah, ain't nothing worth going out for me. I'm good. I'm going to stay my ass in the crib. But let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Is there anything worth going out for right now? Charlemagne said the barber. Yee said, nah, she's good money. I'm good money. Call us up right now. Let's talk that about it. Baby. Calling me. 
Maybe some maybe some woman needs some some D, or maybe some brothers need some 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 for JJ. I don't know. Call us up right now. Or it's maybe the- brothers need some D, or maybe women need some for JJ. Come on, be progressive, Envy. All right, you're right. But Charlemagne said, "Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning." All right, pull out your pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break, break, break it down. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about, you know, something that you, you don't give a F about. This quarantine is messing people up. But you're like, you know what? I don't care. I need to go out to do this. What is that this? 800-585-1051. Charlemagne, is, he's willing to risk it all for a barber. Well, listen, man, you know, if I'm going to be socially irresponsible, if I'm going to violate social distancing rules, if I'm going to throw caution to the wind and not give a damn about other people's lives, if, if, if I'm doing all of that, yes, the risk would be absolutely a haircut. That's it. I really need to see my barber tie. Salute the tie. Uh, I would love a fresh baldy and shave. Uh, I am one of those brothers whose father never taught him how to shave. Uh, I never learned on my own. I don't know how to give myself a haircut. My, my, my wife, I don't want her doing that. That's not that serious. But it is serious enough for me to go take the risk to go see, go see my, my barber tie. And then listen, I go to the barbershop to get clean. And, like, if you look at me right now, like, I, I'm doing things I never thought I would be doing. Like, I got beard butter that I'm using. I got me a little beard, little beard, little wooden beard comb, okay? Uh, this weekend, I was applying Monistat 7 and Jamaican castor oil to the thin parts of my head because the homie Tiffany Haddish told me to help me get my edges back. So, we'll see. We'll see in a couple weeks if I'm going to get them back or not. But, yes, that's the risk I would take is to go to the barbershop. Yeah, I'm not willing to take any of those risks. I, I actually tried to FaceTime my barber this weekend. Uh, my wife did the side, but she was about to do the front line. So I said, let me FaceTime the barber so he could guide her through. And when he picked up the FaceTime, he says, Envy, you're bugging. Just wait. Just wait a couple more months. Let, let Just let it grow. Just let it grow. So she That's just all. did this. So I'm not, I, there's nothing I'm willing to risk it for. I ain't going now, up. Now, nope. now, you correct me if I'm wrong. I saw this nigga Envy in Jamaica this weekend or something. If he wasn't in Jamaica, he was role-playing yeah, he like a, he was a Marley. He had a DJ. Okay. Corey was there. He had his assistant there with him. He had, yeah, it was, it was a party. It was about 15 people. It was and not 15 people. It was, you know, it was four in people. In one room. It was me and my room. wife. Couch next to each other. It was me and my wife. No six feet of social distance. That's, that's here damn near every day. And, Yo, and she stays by herself. And to each other. It was y'all no passing blunts to each other. Y'all smoking hookahs. Yeah, it was. Got a little kiddie pool. It was no uh kiddie pool. Oh yeah, we did have a little kiddie pool. We did have a little, <laughs> little kiddie pool. All big adults in a kiddie pool. That's the, was, I don't know. There was no thing. But Nori Nori was the only one that came to DJ. Uh, but it, I wasn't around him. I wasn't hugging him. He wasn't up close. He wasn't talking in my face. I don't. You know. You didn't give him a I hug will, for that. No. No. I will say but this. He did I watched DJ that video. Yesterday. Nori was not dressed for the occasion. All right, Nori did not look like he was in Jamaica. That's not how you address in Jamaica, Nori. Okay, you had on a champion goddamn hoodie and a wool scully. All right, I almost thought it was photo. I really thought he was behind a green screen or something, and y'all had photoshopped him in. I really did. But well, no, I'm not to going out to get a haircut. He is, one of, he is one of my favorites when it comes to bringing those vibes. Yeah, he killed it. But let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Juan from Atlanta, Georgia. What's up, bro? What, what, ATL, what you, Hope. What, do you, what would you risk it for to get out right now? What would you go to do or see? All right, straight up, I'm a 
I'm responsible, but let's say if I'm not responsible, since it's Atlanta, I won't be doing what they they doing at varsity and what they did with the Jordans. I will have to go see the candy man if I was irresponsible. What's the candy man? You can go get some smoke. The movie. I'll go to the movie. I'll go to the movie. He wants to go to the movie. Oh, you want to see Candyman. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, thought you meant. I thought you was calling <laughs> you a candy man. I thought you, you I thought you were calling you a drug dealer, the candy man. I okay. thought so too. <laughs> candy man came out. It's supposed to come out. It's supposed to come out. But they uh, pushed it back until like November or something like that. Yeah, now, I'm not going to lie. I agree with you. I would go see Black Widow. If they put Black Widow out, I would, uh, see, I would go see Black Widow. Black... Coming to America. If they put, if they release Coming to America, I might have to catch a matinee somewhere. I think maybe. that's August. I think that's August. August. If that if that comes out, I might yeah. have to catch a matinee somewhere in a town or probably a town where they don't really mess with black movies, but I could probably be the only one in there. I ain't going to front. I'm pretty sure that's August. Thank I you, agree brother. with you. A, a good movie would be it. Like, I, I would go see Black Widow. I would go see Coming to America, too. Um, I think Kenya Barris is doing that as well. Salute to Kenya Barris. Uh, but I, I don't know about Candyman. My wife would probably go see Candyman, but she wouldn't take the risk. I definitely would see Candyman. That is, you know, my genre. It's worth the risk, though? No, I'm not, it's not worth the risk, though. No. But. Hello, who's this? What up, DJ Envy? It's What's Joe. up, bro? What's your name? What up, man? Uh, hey, uh, what up, Charlemagne? Uh, Miss King. Good morning. Hey, Charlamagne, I agree with you, man. With the uh, with the taking the risk, going haircut. to the bar, go to get a haircut, man. Yeah, man. Can you, How you looking, can man? You post a picture, can you post a picture of your hair and tag us? Hey, my hair look like uh, Charlamagne's right now. Uh, you, oh, and then don't. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, your hairline look like it's so, your hairline look like it's your hairline look like it's socially distancing from your forehead. No, it look like Project Grass, Charlamagne. Project <laughs> Project Grass. <laughs> your hair look like Project Grass. Post hey, you know what I did? We want to see. We want to see. Post it. Tag us. Now, I'm not gonna lie. My hair looked like trap house carpet this weekend, but I put the Jamaican castor oil with the Monistat Seven in it, and I combed it out, everybody, and it looked alright. Everybody can't be like uh, DJ Envy, man. They had a trap toupee. Nah, I ain't got no have trap, trap toupee. So let him die. Now, my mine is real. Mine is real all over the place. I, I you know. Don't be, don't be mad. But 800-585-1051. We're talking. If there was one thing. You would say, F this quarantine to go out and do, what would it be? All right, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're taking your phone calls, 800-585-1051. What's one thing that you would say, F this quarantine, because you just had to go out and do, all right? Whether it's watch a movie, go to the barbershop, nail salon, or maybe to get some D or some JJ, whatever it is. Maybe Hello, a who's this? retail therapy. Maybe that, too. Hello, who's this? Good morning, this is Nina. Hey, good morning, mama. What's, what's one thing that you would leave this house right now and, and F the quarantine to go do? I mean, the only thing I'm leaving my house for is work. My job is still open. Um, and even then, I keep telling my supervisor every day to furlough me because the way people are making this money on unemployment, I, I don't deserve to be out right now. <laughs> Let me get that unemployment check like everybody else, God damn it! I feel you, Queen. For some people, that's more lucrative. It is. I know people mm -hmm. are making like $1,100 a week. Uh -huh. I could be doing that. I'm just chilling. I, I'm telling my boss every day. <laughs> You, all you got is one day to, to talk to me wrong, and then I'm and going. Like I'm out of here. <laughs> yep. All right. Thank you, Mama. Hello. Who's this? What's up? This y'all boy Meatball from Michigan. 
Hey, what's, what's going on? Bo? We're talking about oh, one uh, thing you, you would run out the house you would run out the house for right now, brother. Okay, I, I, I ain't got really one thing, but I'm going to hit it quick. There's so much stuff you can run out the house for, man. You know, these grandkids ain't seeing their grandmamas. These, these nephews ain't seeing their favorite aunties. Some mamas ain't seeing their kids. There's a lot of stuff you can go out to the house for. Yeah, but you don't want to take the kids to actually be around the grandparents. You might drive them by the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, what you want? I mean, I don't know, Charlotte, man. I love my grandma. I, use, I hear you yeah. talk about your grandma. You know, I, I used to like to go see my grandma sit around her for a couple hours, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm me too, but you can't, though, because, you know, you might be asymptomatic and you might go around grandma and, you know, pass her that corona and you ain't mean to. Next thing you know, she in a bad situation. Yeah, you know grandparents what I mean? are in a high-risk group yeah. in case something happens. That's true, too. And let me hear just one thing. Envy, how yes, are you sir. with your kids, man? You're, you're a great father. How do you, how do you, how do you uh, like that flu shot every year when you know it's a different strain? How do you feel like, you don't feel like you're putting a different drug in your kids every year? I just want to know your perspective on it because my son, 15, he's had three open heart surgeries. I've never mm. had he gave the flu shot, and he's never had caught the flu. That's great. I mean, for myself, uh, I, you know, I talk to a bunch of different doctors and a bunch of different doctors and not just white doctors, not just Asian doctors, not just everything, black doctors as well. They tell me about the flu shot and how it helps and protects the kids out there. And especially for myself who travels a lot, I'm always on a plane. I'm always in a different area. So I, I'll get sick a lot and I will bring that back to my kids. So ever since we had the, they've been taking the flu shot, they haven't been that sick at all. And they've been pretty good. So for myself, it's just something that I, I think is good. For them, gotcha. um, but you know, to each his own. You know, for, for, it, it works well for for my kids, and they've been yeah, pretty well. Wife, knock on wood. Essential work. She's essential worker. She gotta get it. You know, I, I don't. I don't knock it. I just wanted to know your 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 thing. Appreciate no method to my madness. I'm just trying to make sure my kids are good. That's all, brother. 800-585-1051. We're talking about what's one thing you would leave the house for right now. What's one thing you would say f this quarantine? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. If you just joined us, we're just asking, what's one thing you would leave the house for? Charlamagne said he would leave the house right now to get a haircut. He said his hair, haircut. his hair looks like the- a... Project, uh, Project Grass. He said it looks like a RoboCop. He said it looks, it looks like, like a pubic hair. God he damn it, it, can I describe my own hair, you bastard? <laughs> beige bastard. It looks like today, Trap House today. carpet. <laughs> I will say, though, that, you know, um, I'm at the point in my life where, you know, my, my homegirl Tiffany Haddish told me that Monistat 7 and Jamaican castor oil would help me get my edges back, and I started doing that this weekend. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I went to the goddamn pharmacy to buy the Monistat 7, and I came home, and I was trying to figure out, do I put the Monistat 7 in the Jamaican castor oil and shake it up and squirt it on? Mm-hmm. And then my wife was my wife was clowning me, like, why don't you use the applicator that comes with the Monistat 7 to put it, to put it, to apply it in your hair? It was it's, it's all bad right now. So, yes, definitely, the barber is who I need to see. Salute to my guy, Ty. Let me ask you a question. You know, Donald Trump said Clorox will uh, and Lysol will help your hair grow. You said what now? I said Donald Excuse Trump said Clorox and Lysol. You spray that on your head, wipe it like Clorox wipes, and helps you. Uh, I don't think I don't think that would be that that dangerous. I mean, look, you inject um, hair plugs into your hair. You don't know don't. what that hair plug material is made out of. You know I what I'm do. saying? So clearly, clearly, it could have some effect on your brain. So I it's do. no different than bleach or Clorox on your scalp. And plus, <laughs> people bathe people bathe in Clorox. So at least at the least, I'd be getting the germs out of my head. Oh, well, my. very right? diluted, by the way, when they bathe. I don't even know what that means. It means they pour like a put half water a in it, so it's not that bathtub. much. Oh, water it down. There you go. Water it down. <laughs> there you go. Water it down. Let's go they to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Here, baby. 
Hey, mama, we're talking about what's one thing you would run out the house for right now? I'm leaving out the door right now to get these eyebrows done. Right now. Oh, wow. You're going right now. You bushy, huh? You're going to get corona. Right now. Everything. You don't get corona. I ain't trusting. Yes. I ain't trusting. Where you from? For Jacksonville, North Carolina. You get your eyebrows threaded or waxed. What do you do? I ain't going to lie. I get them waxed. Okay. Is Don't it you pluck them with an eyebrow. That? Pluck them with an eyebrow. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the eyelash, whatever it's called. Look, that little tweezer. Tweezer, I mean. Tweezer. Them, but that unibrow is getting right. But them. Oh, you got a unibrow. No, I, the unibrow is gone because the tweezer. But I need the, I need the little fleek. Right. First of all, Anthony you know Davis was... Say, when your eyebrows are done, it does make your whole face look just neater. Like exactly. you just feel... Yeah. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't got nowhere to go. Okay, everybody on quarantine. We all quarantine cute right now. Huh? This is me. That corona gonna be for you, too. And I always try to tell myself I'm gonna keep it up myself afterwards so I don't have to keep going and I'm gonna pluck it and just maintain it and I never do. Let me ask you a question, Charlamagne. We went into quarantine. I said the same thing and then look what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, right? you, well, Mama, you should get advice from Charlemagne. Charlemagne, you remember when you plucked your eyebrows? What he said? I never plucked my eyebrows. That never yes, you happened. did. I seen that picture with your eyebrows looking very Latino. Oh no, my eyebrow, my eyebrows weren't plucked. I got my eyebrows arched. Yeah, I'm Hispanic. I'm Mexican. We keep them on fleek. Okay. Okay. Hold on, now you is, now, now I just got confused. You said you Hispanic and Mexican. I thought that was two different <laughs> things. <laughs> Same thing. It, it is. Mexican Mexicans are Hispanic, Charlamagne. Okay. I don't know. Just making sure. I thought those were two different things. <laughs> I hate this guy, man. All right, what's the moral of the story, man? The moral of the story is, man, you can take whatever risk you want to take. If you want to go live your life with the corona, living your life with corona, go out there and do it. But, you know, the rest of us, we're going to be over here being socially responsible and caring about other people's lives because it's not about us in this moment. All those little creature comforts that we don't have right now, we'll get them back soon enough. My goodness. All right. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, we'll be talking about episodes five and six of the Last Dance docuseries on ESPN. We'll tell you what were some of the takeaways from last night. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk The Last Dance. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Yes, so last night was episodes five and six of the documentary event, The Last Dance. And some of the things that were discussed, Kobe Bryant makes an appearance. Mm -hmm. And here is Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Kobe was talking about Michael Jordan making him great. It was a rough couple years for me coming to the league because at the time, the league was so much older. It's not as young as it is today. Michael provided a lot of guidance for me. Like, I had a question about shooting his turnaround shot. So I asked him about it. You know, he gave me a great detailed answer. But on top of that, he said, if you ever need anything, give me a call. It's like my big brother. You know, I truly hate having discussions about who would win one-on-one. And what you get from me is from him. I won't get five championships here without him. He's absolutely right. I mean, he was influenced by Michael Jordan in a real way, mimicked his game. So you don't get those five championships from Kobe without Michael. Absolutely. Michael was his muse. Just think he was just a teenager. Mm-hmm. All right, now Michael Jordan also talks about the sneaker deal that he really wanted. He never wanted to sign with Nike, and he couldn't sign with Converse, and Adidas just didn't have the bandwidth for him, so here's what happened. Converse had big players and told me we cannot envision you being put ahead of them. Did you have a shoe company that you wanted to go with? That was Adidas. Adidas was really dysfunctional by that time, and they had just told me, like, we'd love to have Jordan. We just can't make a shoe work at this point in time. 
Michael didn't even want to be at Nike. And my mother said, you're going to go listen. Go into that meeting, not wanting to be there. Nike made this big bitch. Um, father said, you got to be a fool for not taking this deal. This is the best deal. I respect That's that move, crazy. too. That is so crazy. Were, I mean, you never... You ne back then, looking at a Nike right now, could you imagine... You could never imagine Nike not being this big. Like, for as a Nike, kid, I just... It's just Nike... I said Nike. Nike just always seemed like it's always been this big, but I guess not. Yeah, Nike was the upstart, and Converse was the sneaker of the moment. It, it, it's just interesting to me that Michael was willing to follow the crowd at Converse. He don't seem like a, a crowd follower. You know what I mean? It seemed like he would want to go somewhere else and carve his own lane, which he did. Yep. Right. Well, I think once he took that meeting, that's when he realized he just wasn't even thinking about sitting down and taking that meeting. Sometimes you don't even know. All right. Now, there was also a lot of controversy about Michael Jordan not endorsing Harvey Gantt at the time. And here's what happened. Was quoted as saying, Republicans buy sneakers, too. I don't think that statement needs to be corrected because I said it in just, you know, on a bus with, you know, Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen. And it was, you know, thrown off the cuff. My mother asked to do a PSA for Harvey Gantt. And I said, look, Mom, I'm not speaking out of pocket about someone I don't know. But I will send a contribution to support him, which is what I did. I do commend Muhammad Ali for standing up for what he believed in. But I never thought of myself as an activist. I thought of myself as a basketball player. That was an interesting conversation, especially being so that he too. said um, he said that he was he said that comment in jest about Republicans buy sneakers, too. And he said he, he just donated some money. To, uh, to mm -hmm. what's the brother's name? To Gant, to Harvey Gant. To Gant. He donated yeah. some money to Gant's campaign. I mean, I, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Right. Well, what you thought was interesting? The fact that those, he didn't pick a side? Those comments. No, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. He just wouldn't publicly say something. He didn't know the person, and he just never was wanting to get too into politics. And, you know, I'm not, listen, I'm, made I can't be mad. I can't, I can't be mad at him for that. I you know what I'm saying? He like, just no, he, he didn't know enough about it. Off the cuff. He made a comment that was off the cuff that was kind of in jest, and then it just got blown up out of proportion, and he never felt the need to explain himself for that. Yeah, and like well, he said, right. he said he was he said he was focusing on basketball. That was his sole focus. He wasn't the guy that was in the politics or anything like that. He gave money because his mom was telling him, you know, yo, this is the guy. So, I mean, I can't be mad at him for that. He said, and they always said Michael was very particular about what he attached himself to. Correct. Maybe he just didn't want to want to put himself into that political world, that political. We space. heard about him turning down a hundred million dollars for a two-hour appearance. So clearly, mm -hmm. if he doesn't want to do something and he doesn't feel connected to do it, then he doesn't have to. Sure. Now he also talked about the alleged gambling problem because there's all these rumors that he has a big gambling problem. And here's what he said. Yeah, Richard Esquinas, we met from a third party. You know, I'm actually playing golf with people all the time now, and if they want to gamble, we gamble. The character of those individuals, I find out later what kind of people I was playing with. I learned that lesson. But the act of gambling, I didn't do anything wrong. I never bet on games. I only bet on myself. You know, and that was golf. Uh, do I like to play blackjack? Yeah, I like playing blackjack. And the league did call me in. They asked questions about it, you know, and I told them exactly what was happening. Do you think you have a gambling problem at all? No, because I can stop gambling. I have a competition problem. I wonder how Michael Jordan feels about online poker. You think he sits around on his phone on online poker all day? I don't know. It seems I, I like he's he more competitive, like, in person. I, I think he's just competitive regardless. Like, he's the type of person I, I feel like if you send him a video game and he's playing, like, video game pool, that like, he's going to try to beat you regardless and really try to destroy you. He just seems like he's a Absolutely. competitive person. 
All right, now he also talks about the pressures of media and Michael Jordan, you know, discusses just not even being able to have a life. He couldn't really even go out or do anything without people always having him be on, having to take pictures, people crowding around him. Here's what he had to say about those pressures. Physically, I was getting exhausted. Mentally, I was way past exhausted. <laughs> when you try to do something repetitively, you lose some of the, the hunger and some of the edge. I'm at that stage in my career and my life that, you know, I'd rather get behind closed doors than to be out there in the, in, in the spotlight to be taking shots from everyone that really don't know you as a person. If I had the chance to do it all over again, I would never want to be considered a role model. It's like a game that's stacked against me. You know, there's no way I can win. Now, that to me was the most interesting part of the last dance last night because I was just trying to, I was imagining, like, can you imagine if Michael Jordan grew up in the social media era and, and and when you watched and i'm not making this a lebron jordan thing at all but mm -hmm. when you watch the media pressure jordan was under during that first repeat it does make you respect lebron even more for staying sane his entire career because you got to think about all of that like lebron had to deal with all the stuff that michael jordan had to deal with as far as the media is concerned plus some social media and plus the fact that lebron didn't win at least when michael jordan won you silenced the critics lebron has lost a lot which makes the critics pile on you even more. So for you to still be able to show up season after season, perform, and not go crazy, that's commendable, man, on both those brothers' parts, man. A lot of mental fortitude. We always marvel at these brothers' physical gifts, but, man, mentally and emotionally, they are uh, very strong. High emotional intelligence, high mental fortitude. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. And after uh, Donkey of the Day today, we have a major announcement, so definitely keep it locked. And who are you giving that donkey to, Charlamagne? Uh, donkey of the Day is going to Francisco Garcia. I don't even want to call him officer. His badge number is 19234 here in New York City. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked, and don't forget, like I said, we have a huge announcement after Donkey. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I want to start at the top and the bottom, babe. Now you want to shoot with the red at the bottom, babe. You know I like when you ride right at the top. If I hit it front and back, she gon' hit the sidewalk. If she got a best friend with her, take her back to my law. Got a five in the morning, wild and wild. And her name ain't Megan, but she a style. Never keep my divided. Remember, I was pulling up in the valley. And you know I take her so when she ride. Sweaty in the Shawty know to drop it low like a limbo Every time we kick it like tempo Shawty made that type, she don't need no applause I put some ice on you cause you got a cold heart I was born a donkey It's the donkey of the day That's pretty funny Charlamagne the devil Possibly <laughs> Donkey of the Day for Monday, May 4th, goes to a 33-year-old police officer in New York City named Francisco Garcia. I hate the fact that I still have to call this man a police officer, but his badge number is 19234. Now, over the weekend, the NYPD was out enforcing social distancing on black people and nobody else. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, and I'm only basing that off the videos and pictures that I saw. It doesn't mean it's the truth, just telling you how it looked, because it seemed to me that I saw black folks getting manhandled and getting their asses kicked in the East Village while white folks was in the East Village Park soaking up sun, living their life with corona, living their life with corona, even receiving masks from police officers so they can safely get some of that uh, not-so-fresh corona air. Well, 
while the white folks in the parks in NYC were receiving masks from NYPD offices just two miles away uh, in the Bronx on East 9th Street and Avenue D, Francisco Garcia was out abusing his power as only a person who has never uh, been used to having power would. Okay, see, according to the NY Post, Shaquem Brunson and Ashley Serrano allegedly refused to move along and resisted cops' efforts to cuff them. A small crowd of onlookers gathered a few feet away during the tussle, and for whatever reason, this pissed off Officer Francisco Garcia, and from there, that's when all hell broke loose. Let's go to CBS 2 NY for the report, please. Violation of social distancing orders led to a police confrontation in the East Village. Video posted on social media shows NYPD officers arresting a man near Avenue D and East 9th Street last night. The NYPD says officers instructed a group of people to disperse, and most of them complied. But investigators say one man became aggressive and registered resisted rather arrest after officers saw a, what they thought was marijuana. The video appeared to show one officer striking a man who tried to intervene. The police commissioner says the department is investigating and that his officers will continue their patrols. In the East Village incident, the commissioner said one police officer has been placed on modified duty. Now, I don't like the way uh, the media reported that. They made it sound a little too sweet, okay? They made it sound like it's just a regular day on the force. They made it sound like Francisco Garcia, badge number 19234, was just doing his job, and he wasn't. See, Officer Garcia told everyone, move the F back. And then a brother named Donnie Wright, who was a groundskeeper for the New York Housing Authority, who seemed to be concerned, as any taxpaying citizen should and would, he seemed to be concerned about the treatment that uh, Garcia was applying to those other two people. So Garcia yells at Donnie, don't flex. What you flexing for? I'll tell you what Donnie is flexing for. He's flexing because he's tired of seeing suck-ass human beings like you abuse the power of the police badge, okay? It's just that simple. You are pushing people to their breaking point, and in a minute, a man flexing on you is going to be the least of your worries. Now, the NYPD said Officer Francisco Badge number 19234 felt threatened when Donnie Wright struck a fighting stance. Now, FYI, this so-called fighting stance didn't get caught on video, probably because it never happened. Uh, listen to this clip and tell me if Officer Francisco Garcia, badge number 19234, sounds like he was re even remotely threatened. What are you flexing for? Don't no flex. When did the last time you see? Look, look, look. He ain't even do nothing. A social distancing enforcement turned into Officer Francisco Garcia living out his dreams of being a WWE wrestler. This guy just started laying the smackdown on this poor brother Donnie Wright, hit him with the rock bottom, all in the name of enforcing social distancing rules. There is layers to this donkey of the day. Uh, number one reason he's getting donkey of the day, abuse of power, uh, beating up on these people who pay his salary, period. Uh, uh, second, how are you going to enforce social distancing by violating social distancing? Francisco Garcia, badge number 19234. You, sir, put your hands on people, slammed them to the ground, was all in their face. If that's how you was treating people all weekend, I am almost certain you contracted the coronavirus. You didn't have no mask on, no gloves on. You wasn't purelling your hands after you was putting paws on people. Did that thought even run across your mind that you, too, are supposed to be staying six feet away from people? That you, too, can be infected if you come into too much contact with someone that's asymptomatic? 
You look a little chunky around the middle, Francisco, and I know you're only 33, but obesity is definitely a risk factor for coronavirus patients. So if you were to get coronavirus, Francisco Garcia, it would probably handle you the way you handled Donnie Wright. Now, let's be clear. Uh, Francisco Garcia, badge number 19234, he needs to be fired. Uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio tweeted yesterday, saw the video from the Lower East Side and was really disturbed by it. The officer involved has been placed on modified duty and, in, and an investigation has begun. The behavior I saw in that video is simply not acceptable. I hate statements like that. The reason I hate statements like that is because it insults the intelligence of us, the people. What is there to investigate? We see the video. We saw what happened. A bunch of civilians screaming for help, and nobody can help them because we don't have a Black Panther Party to police the police. Who helps you when the people who are paid to protect and serve us are the ones harming us? There is no good police officer who should sit around and co-sign this kind of behavior from that badass police officer. There is a quote. I don't know who it's attributed to, but the words, uh, it, it, the words are, uh, the world suffers a lot. Not because of the violence of bad people, but because of the silence of the good people. Let's remix that a little bit. Let's put a little spin on that one and say police officers suffer a lot. Not because of the violence of the bad cops, but because of the silence of the good cops. If this cop, Francisco Garcia, isn't fired, then the NYPD is co-signing his behavior. That's it. You're saying what he did is okay. And that, sir, is going to lead to this. This is some words from the good brother Killer Mike. Uh, he left his comment yesterday on Sean King's page, and Killer Mike said this, and I totally agree. He says this type of officer is going to lead to a straw that broke the camel's back moment where the public pushes back. It will be ugly and violent. It will be spontaneous and brutal. He and his ego are going to cost more officers their safety and possibly their lives and the lives of the public as well. Shame on his lame ass for the damage of public trust he is causing with his bully and gang-like actions in Killer Mike's quote. Drop on the, drop on the clues bombs for Killer Mike. Uh, I just want to say, NYPD, distance yourself. Social distance yourself from this kind of behavior. Okay, do the right thing and put the people over police politics and fire this guy. Please let Remy Ma give uh, Francisco Garcia badge number 19234, the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? All right, thank you for that donkey today, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Now, when we come back, we got a special guest you got a chance to sit down with, or I should say chop it up with. Yeah, man, one of my favorite authors. Uh, if you've ever read the classic book, The Four Agreements, which has only sold like 9, 10 million copies, but who's counting? The Fifth Agreement, Mastery of Love, Voice of Knowledge, then you will enjoy this. The author of those books, Don Miguel Ruiz, will be joining us uh, when we come back. I, I just like to share the tools I use with my folks, the tools I use to get by. I like to share them with people, man. So uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements, The Fifth Agreement, uh, The Voice of Knowledge, Mastery of Love, among, among others, he'll be joining us when we come back. All right, and also we have a huge announcement We'll talk about that as well, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to all the New Yorkers out there. Now, New York is facing the worst poverty epidemic since the Great Depression. Two million New Yorkers are now going hungry. That's double the number 60 days ago. Two-thirds, all jobs lost in New York during this pandemic were held by workers earning less than 40000 
$1,500. Lines are stretched around the corner for food banks and food pantries. 750,000 school children have lost access to two meals a day. So, here in New York City, this is what we're going to do. We are going to help. Robin what are we Hood, doing? Robin Hood and iHeartMedia present Rise Up New York a relief benefit hosted by Tina Fey to support New Yorkers impacted by COVID-19. Yes, there'll be musical performances that will include Bon Jovi, Billy Joel, Mariah Carey, Sting, also appearances by Governor Andrew Cuomo, Angie Ma, Barbara Streisand, Ben Platt, Bette Midler, Mayor Bill de Blasio, Chris Rock, Christopher Jackson, uh, Robert De Niro, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jennifer Lopez, Jimmy Fallon, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Trevor Noah, Eli Manning, Justin Tuck, Phil Sims, and there'll also be some real-life accounts of the work that is being done on the front lines and 100 percent of these donations will provide support for food, shelter, cash assistance, health and mental health, legal services, education, and so much more that will help fellow New Yorkers rebuild their lives as the city is moving forward toward recovery and beyond. Yep, so that's New York television and radio stations going to air a citywide virtual telethon. It's going to happen Monday. That's next Monday, May 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern time to raise awareness and funds to help New Yorkers whose lives have been dramatically impacted by COVID-19. So remember, every donation counts. $10 provides a meal for six hungry New Yorkers. For $25, that pays for a low-income worker in a soup kitchen. $100 feeds a family of three for a week, so everything counts. Imagine if 8 million New Yorkers gave $25 each. That would raise $200 million. And you can go to Robinhood.org. That's Robinhood.org. All right, so donate if you can. Again, it's Robinhood.org. Now, when we come back, Charlamagne, you got a chance to kick it with who now? Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, he is the author of The Four Agreements. He's the author of The Fifth Agreement, The Mastery of Love, The Voice of Knowledge. He's one of my favorite authors. Uh, Toltec Wisdom is something that I've been, you know, uh, reading about and studying for years. And it'll be great to sit down and talk to the author of all of these books, Don Miguel Ruiz, right here on The Breakfast Club. Now, I, I want to start with, uh, you know, in Toltec Wisdom, there are three fundamental masteries. The first one is the mastery of awareness. And mastery teaches us to be aware of what we, you know, uh, what, what we are, right? So, so during this global pandemic, everybody is home. So what is God trying to make us aware about right now? Well, I, I think it's very interesting because everybody have a great opportunity uh, that they can focus in themselves to see, uh, to get the, uh, first the question, what am I? Who am I? And is this real? Because when something like that happened, it challenge our beliefs. It challenge what we believe about ourselves. It challenge almost everything. And the other question, what is love, really? Because love and life, unless for me, is the same thing. Everything is made by light, by life, by love. Then it's an opportunity that we have to see deep inside ourselves and see our own story and see how we... Uh, create, how we react to everything that happened around. It is an opportunity to start changing our reactions because we cannot control what is happening outside of us, but we can control the way we react. Mm. If we are aware of what we are or what we are not, it will be so easy. Even we can have advantage of whatever is happening because we don't play with fear. And this is extremely important 
like uh, right now, the main problem is not the virus, it's the fear that we have, yeah. that we create. That we got so scared and it's so, it's so difficult for us to react in different ways. Then like I said, it's a big, a big opportunity for all of us to see what, what we really feel, what we really want, and to evaluate the priorities that we have. Because priority number one is our own physical body. Because without our body, there's no way that we can express or feel or react. If we don't work, we have nothing to give. Mm. The second priority will be our children, our beloved, our family, that we really should care about them. We take care of them as the same way that they take care of us. The other priority will be the way of living or work, what we do for living, because this will be the three main priorities that we should have. First, ourselves. I cannot give love if I don't exist. I can communicate if I don't exist. I mm. cannot protect if I don't exist. Mm. Then the people that we love the most, and then the work to give them what we can and receive, give, receive, then there comes the sense of community. We have to unlearn the way we learn to love. And then we can give and receive. Then I can say that love is um, equilibrium between gratitude and generosity. We need to give and we need to receive. You know, let's see, if I love you, your, re your reaction will be to love me back, to have the gratitude for what you're receiving. And it is your gratitude, you, you even give more than what you receive. And then I will be grateful for what I receive from you. And I'm gonna give even more. Then we rise in love. We don't fall in love. This is true for any kind of relationship in any direction. We have to be so grateful for everything that we receive. And we also can give the same way. What stop the generosity is the selfishness of people. They are selfish and they stop you to give. Then you don't give anymore. Got you. All right, when we come back, we have more with Don Miguel Ruiz. When we come back, so don't move, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Over the weekend, Charlemagne had a chance to kick it with Don Miguel Ruiz. So let's get into part two of that. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Another one of your books I love is The Fifth Agreement. Uh, be skeptical, but listen. And I feel like that's one of the most important agreements you can stand on in this country right now. Why, why do you feel that agreement is so necessary? Well, it is the most important one. Be skeptical, but learn to listen. And it's for what we just talked a little before. You live in your own story that you create. And you create a, a main character with this you. And in your story, there's a lot of secondary characters. Every person that you know is a secondary character in your story. The real ones have nothing to do with the secondary characters in your story. Like your parents, brothers, sisters, beloved. This is just how you see them, how you perceive them. And only, they're only truth in your mind. The same way in their mind, 
you're only a secondary character. It only They only know about you what they believe that you are, but it's so far to the truth. Then be skeptical means that you don't have to believe anybody because you know that is the main character of their story, the one who is speaking. Mm. And it's their truth, it's not your truth. But you learn to listen, then you hear the message that they give into you. And with the things that you agree, you keep it. The rest, you don't need it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. You have the right to tell the entire world what you believe they can believe you or not. Then what they say, see about you is just a um, secondary character in their mind. It's not the real you. Because sometimes not even ourselves know ourselves. See? Mm -hmm. Then when you get that point, you don't believe, then you listen, you take action. But the most important part is that you don't have to believe yourself. All what you learn, all what you, all your ideas, you don't have to believe it, but if you listen to yourself, then you use the power of the doubt to see, is that true what I believe in? Is that true what I'm saying? And when you discern that, you will let go so many of the lies that you tell to yourself. Mm. And you release yourself from the stop doing it, what you believe is wrong for you. And you can enjoy life even more and more because this fifth agreement release you completely from yourself. That's why it's the most important one. A lot of people say, um, you know, it's very positive. I mean, it's very, it's very easy to stay positive when, when you have money and, you know, you're kind of well off. So, you know, staying, staying in alignment while all this chaos is around us, when, when you've lost your job, money isn't coming in, you have to think how you feed your family, that's hard. So how would you tell somebody to stay in alignment through all that when they're in this condition, when they're in that condition? Well, do you think it's true what you just said? That your money, you are happy? No. It's not true. Mm -hmm. In extreme poverty. I see many people being happy. And they complain, of course. And I see people very rich. They complain also. But they live in completely different worlds. Someone that is very rich don't understand middle class or don't understand uh, poverty. Someone who lives in po poverty they don't understand these other worlds. He, they can wish, but they adjust to whatever world they live because it's what they know. Mm -hmm. and, we, and yes, with our creation, we can create more. We can change levels. You know, for example, if you wake up in Japan tomorrow and you don't speak that language, you will not understand anybody, but you will see another way of living another way of belief, a different kind of religion. Then the idea comes, okay, which one is real? Who is, is, is that true what they believe or is true what I believe? Then you come back to the States after have all that experience, you will see everything will change. There's different worlds. And you see very poor people being happy, middle-class people being happy, rich people being happy, and the opposite, be miserable. Mm -hmm because it will depend more of the individual and how we adapt to life, how do we adapt to society. Gotcha. There's a lot of billions of people in this world and everybody live in their own world, in their own mind. 
in, in their own creation because they cre recreate the, the, the what is real. It's okay. parallel realities, billions. My, fi my final question for you, um, where do you see us going from here? Well, we will recover because uh, it's not forever and we will keep evolving. We will see uh, better generations coming, but also we, we will see the opposite also. And it's not the end of war. It's not the end of none of those. It just keep changing. But if you compare worlds, the way we live now, the way we used to live a thousand years ago, is a huge difference. And it doesn't mean that got better or worse. No, we're just different. But yes, we are evolving. In the last 20, 30 years, we evolved very fast that the other 100 years before or 200 years before, then we can shift in and changing. And we're searching for the same things. We're really searching for ourselves to our own personal freedom. Free mm. from ourselves, of course. Don Miguel Ruiz, thank you very much for this time that you blessed me with this morning. I really appreciate it. I've been reading your work for a long, long time. And Toltec wisdom is something that I try to apply to my, my life on a daily. And I don't always get it right. But as the fourth agreement says, I always do my best. Well, thank you very much. You gave me a big opportunity to share myself with you and whoever listened to you. Enjoy every moment, please. Yes, sir. Blessings to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, well, shout to Don Miguel Ruiz for checking in. Now, when we come back, we have rumors, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, DJ Khaled was trying to show some of his people some love, and he was on Instagram Live inviting people to get on with him. Only thing is, one woman got on, and she really wanted to twerk, and she was pouring water on herself. Listen to this. Hi. Oh, shit. Oh, sh um, no, no, don't do that. I'm, 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 I, no, no, I have to I, get the water. No, it's all love. No, I, I got love and everything. I was saying, like, you know what I'm saying? I got a family and, and everything, like, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I got love. Water, no, 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 I got love. This is fan love. No? no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. He tried to make it work. Yeah, I'm with Khaled. Nah, nah, it's not going to yeah. happen over here. Yeah, I respect it, but Khaled does music videos. And in a lot of those music videos, there's women half-naked, dancing, twerking. So what's the, kind, what's the difference? But that's like one-on-one. -on -one. That's like you're dancing for me. You know what I mean? It's no, just like, no, nah. In, go to Tory Lane's page. His live. I'm DJ Khaled. I blame I blame this all on Tory Lanez and Lil Boosie, man. Yeah, yeah go to Boosie page. Go to Tory Lanez page. No, he did what was I right. I, I, I respect Khaled for you know taking that stance, but I I mean I think that I would think his wife would be used to that that type of lifestyle by now, right? I don't want to one. Go to you know, he did what was right. Nope, sorry, can't do this. Got to go on somebody else's page. Mm, it's not really a one, -on -one that, though. There's like thousands of people watching. Yeah, and Khaled has had other love interest in videos. When he was saying, you smart, you special. He wasn't talking to his wife in that video. And he was acting. Hey, he was acting <laughs> on, he's acting on IG Live, too.
That's my All story. right, now I'm let's talk about it. a new Rihanna documentary that is in the works. So looks like this could be happening sometime soon, directed by Peter Berg. And they also work together on the film Battleship. He actually directed that film, and she star- and she had a role in that as well. So it would be pretty interesting. I've been seeing some spoilers about what is allegedly in it, but I'm not sure how true they are. So would love to see a Rihanna documentary. Now, Gabrielle mm-hmm. Union was on her Instagram, and she was talking about how uh, black entertainers are being affected by coronavirus with their paychecks and not being able to pay for things. Here's what she had to say. For most, certainly black entertainers, black celebrities, most of us are one or two checks away from not having money to pay for all of our things. You know what I mean? Um, so this stoppage of work and money it is impacting marginalized celebrities the most. You know, like all those influencers you see, they may not have a lot of liquid income. You can't charge your rent. Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. You know, it's been a tough time for the majority of people not knowing how they're going to get all their bills paid if they don't get a check or two. So it's not easy. You know, I thought Tori Lane's doing something interesting. Last week on YouTube, he was performing on YouTube and he was getting money for that. Yeah, that was pretty dope. He was performing at an empty venue, and uh, people, I guess, had to pay a fee to get in, and then they could request a record, and if they request a song, you have to pay for a request, and he would perform that record. No, I don't think... You didn't have to pay to get in. I think no, you, you have, have to pay to, pay to have your comments. No, you have to pay to have your comments seen. And mm. so then if he sees your comment and you can request a song and then he can do your song, but it costs money to have your comments seen, but it didn't cost money to get in. Oh, okay. They should have charged to get in. I mean, it was like a club. I thought they charged to get in. Even if it's like but a dollar fee to get in, that'll be dope. There's, there's people that, you know, Erica Badu's been doing it on her uh, platform, like $2 for Smart. the concert. I've seen a lot of people doing like uh, club quarantine, strip clubs, like Boosie did that, where he charged people money to get in the club, you know, but. I ain't yeah, going so. front. I thought about that, you know, over the weekend when, when I did the little, when I did the Jamaica thing, we had close to 100,000 people stop through. And I was like, damn, if I charged a dollar a person? I was like, that's well, how artists are gonna start making money. They they perform well, and and you and you charge a dollar a person. What's a dollar a person? But you're assuming they would pay for that content. Did you have a hundred thousand people because it was free? Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you was charging a dollar, they might you might not have had that many people. But think about so, it. Let's say know. it was let's say it was only ten percent or only twenty percent of those people wanted to pay the dollar. That's still you don't need great. the money, Envy. Knock it off. I don't. I just, I'm just saying. Okay, that's what artists can do. People. That's what artists can definitely but, do. Artists but yeah, can there's definitely. A lot, there's a lot of artists out here that can't perform right now, and so mm-hmm. they're trying to find ways that they can sustain. And I'm cool with that because you have a choice. Only fans. I would have paid. OnlyFans. Fashion over. Listen, <laughs> Beyonce might start an OnlyFans, and when she mentioned no, she that not. in the well, you know, she shouted out OnlyFans in the remix with on the Savage I, remix with Meg Thee Stallion, and that actually caused a fifteen percent jump in traffic. And I guarantee you, if Beyonce starts an OnlyFans, it's because she's getting paid to start an OnlyFans. But best better believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would have right, paid now, for Tory, Tory Lanez. Yeah, y'all wouldn't pay for Tory Lanez to see Tory Lanez perform. His OnlyFans. Do a Tory Lanez concert? No, oh, I, I did, at the venue. I was like, whoa! I would, <laughs> if he was performing, nah. I paid. You wouldn't. But listen, I like so, Tory Lanez, so but I wouldn't pay for it. From my understanding, what they did was with to see your comments and all of that, that's really big in the gaming world, and a lot of bands have been doing this overseas. So this is not something that's new, but it's something that's been big that we haven't really experimented here with in the United States to that level. So this could right. open doors for a lot of people. All right, Erica Badu, and, Erica Badu and Jill Scott 
as, as you know, are doing an Instagram live music battle. I'm so excited for this. This is going May 9th. I've been dying for a versus battle with the ladies. So I'm excited to see that one. Um, I was actually listening to playlists from Erica Badu and Jill Scott over the weekend trying to figure out, okay, who's going to win this battle. But again, we love to see these battles actually bring out the best in people. Love for it to be friendly. Love to hear some untold stories. And Monica and Brandy, I think, feel the same way. A lot of people are calling on them to do a versus battle. Here's what Monica had to say. The only battle or versus they want to see with me is me against Brandy. And the reality is people have put us against each other for 20-something years. So could we do a celebration or something of that sort? That would be the only well, thing that makes sense to me. You're going to turn this into 1998 all over again, and I have no interest in that. If there's a way to do right. a real celebration, then that would be dope, because Teddy and Babyface were really celebrating each other. I was a little scared watching Sean in the dream, like, hey, fellas, are we serious here? Well, listen, this is easy for me. Um, you start with a draw for Boy Is Mine. Let that be the first song and then go from there. Brandy Catalog is dope. She got classic records. I love a lot of her records, but I actually did this on vacation last summer with the Ox Court, and I got Monica. Monica, Monica, Monica to me, I, I prefer Monica. But 20 well, records what, each? Well, here's what Brandy had to say about if she's open to do a battle with Monica also. Yeah, that would be kind of weird. Like, who would play, you know, the Boy Is Mine? That would be kind of... <laughs> yeah, start there and then branch off. Yeah, I don't know. I'm open for sure. And I'm not closed-minded. Yeah, I, I can see that being a celebration. Same thing with Eric about doing Jill Scott. Yeah, I think they got 20. I mean, let me see. Monica Monica has Why I Love You So Much, For You I Will, Before You so Walk Out My Life, Angel of Mine, You Should Have Known Better, Street Symphony, like this and like that, Soul Gone. Just one of those days. That was my One song. of those days. That, I think that's Don't Take It Personal. Yeah, Don't Take It Personal. Yeah, don't take like, it personal, she got yeah. joints. I mean, I don't know if they got 20, but they got joints. I know her and Brandy got a lot of records. Mm. And Jill Scott and Erica Badu is absolutely, that should be a celebration because those are my wife's two favorite artists. I've been to more Jill Scott and Erica Badu concerts than anybody. That Sugar Water Festival that they did from 05 to like, I think it was 04, 05 or 05, 06. When it was Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Floyd Tree, and Queen Latifah, my mm. God. My yeah, God. so this is going to be exciting. I'm in, I'm looking forward to May 9th. I'm already ready for it. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank hey, you, Miss Yee. Hey, hey, hey also, too, man, I'm hearing um, Joe Biden is allegedly putting out his black agenda uh, between today and tomorrow. I think today. Um, not that nonsense he has on his website. Uh, if you remember, on February 28th, he, the Root put out a ranking of every candidate's black agenda. And at the time, Joe Biden didn't have one. Um, in fact, he said a black agenda is an American agenda, but I guess his team is hearing the noise coming from right. the community, and he knows that black voters aren't voting out of fear this year, and they are voting their interests. And if you're not thinking about our interests, a lot of us aren't interested in you. So I'm hearing Joe Biden's black agenda is supposed to come out today, today or tomorrow. Uh, all right. Well, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I just want to shout to everybody that came to my uh, Jamaican party uh, over the weekend. You know, we were supposed to be in Jamaica this weekend for our Casey Crew retreat. But, of course, that bitch Corona destroyed it for us. So we just had a, a party at the office, and we made it a Jamaican theme. We had sand. We had a, a mini pool. We just had a whole set. So shout to Nori for DJing and... Uh, Gia curated that playlist. She put the playlist together, and it was just a great time. We had close to 100,000 people uh, that stopped through. So I just want to say thank you for everybody to stopping in. And I think we're going to do one uh, maybe 
uh, Memorial Day. I think Memorial Day, I think we'll do one by the pool and do something big again. Uh, just a little fun, just to get people away from You don't from think we'd be outside? You don't think we'd be outside by Memorial Day? When's Memorial Day? September? No, that's Labor oh, Day. Oh, May. 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 You don't I, think we'd be outside by May? No, oh, let's 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 rephrase that. Let, let's say that again. I won't be outside by Memorial Day. I don't know if you <laughs> will be, but I will not be outside. So I will be here doing a party from here. I am not going outside. True. All right. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notes. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Um, today is going to be a great day on the East Coast, so try to enjoy the weather out there. I see a lot of you guys are crazy. Y'all going to the beaches. Y'all close to each other. Y'all in parks. You're close to each other. Please stay away from each other. Six feet at least. Y'all, please. y'all enjoying and the listen, moment, all right? I have to remind you guys, the deadline is coming up, and I've been telling y'all this since last week. If you did not file a tax return last year and you have kids under 17, you must act now to get that $500 economic impact payment per child. I know there's a lot of people out there right now who can use this money right now, so don't not get your money. Make sure to get it done by tomorrow. The deadline is tomorrow to get your payment in 2020. Go to irs.gov and enter your information in the non-filer tool by tomorrow. Do it today. Okay, and you and you know, um, we was we was talking uh last week. Well, we really we've been talking about it for the whole past year about you know candidates having a black agenda, and uh, Joe Biden is allegedly putting out his black agenda uh, today, today or tomorrow. You know, um, not that nonsense he got on his website. If you if you go to his website, if it's it's literally just a bunch of other policy pieces from different sections of his agenda, and they put they put black on it. But it, but uh, apparently he's having a real black agenda released today. I guess his team is hearing all the noise and he knows that black voters aren't voting out of fear this year and we're voting our interests. And if you're not thinking about our interests, a lot of us aren't interested in you. So Joe Biden's black agenda will be happening today or tomorrow from what I'm hearing. And that's good. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everybody was trying to say what Diddy did last week was irresponsible. There's nothing irresponsible about demanding something for your vote. Your vote is quid pro quo. You should demand something from these uh, politicians and these people who want to be your leaders, and they should give you something back in return. So hopefully doesn't, we'll see what's um, in his black agenda today and tomorrow. Doesn't Simone today Sanders work with, with Joe Biden too? Right? Yes, she, she does. works with Biden? Yeah, so yep. I would assume that she is making sure that all these things are getting lined up and in place and putting the right people in positions. I always feel like I really pay attention to who these candidates are surrounded by, who are they putting into positions of power, because I do feel like you have to listen to those people, and those are the ones that will influence a lot as well. So, Well, the problem with Joe Biden, he's, he's an old-school white establishment Democrat, and that's just the truth to the matter, because honestly, there's nobody who should have had— Joe Biden should have been the first candidate with a black agenda. On, uh, before everybody, you was the, vi- the vice president for the first black president, and you know black people saved your political life in the primaries. Like the fact that Mayor Pete, Mayor Bloomberg, Elizabeth Warren, all of these people had black agendas before you. That's that was kind of stupid. That was a, that was definitely a blind spot. But we'll see what happens today and tomorrow. All right. Well, when you got a positive out. note for for the people. Yes, the positive note is simply this, man. Since we had Don Miguel Ruiz on earlier, salute to Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of the four agreements. And one of his agreements is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you let go and don't take things personally, there is a huge amount of freedom that comes to you when you take nothing personally. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 